50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome to episode 18 of our Kardashian bonus show. Today is actually a very exciting day. We have our first ever guest joining us for the bonus show. We're joined by Rhea and Fran. They are hosts of Barstool's Chicks in the Office and the new daily Snapchat show, The Group Chat. Hi, Thank guys. you so much for having <laughs> us. Thank you for having us. That that intro like, made me giddy. <laughs> I, I've said it I'm so many Emma, times. I I'm love Julie. listening to Emma's yeah. voice. Right? It's so no offense you, Julie. No, it's please. I, I definitely <laughs> got it. No, but it's like ASMR. Yeah. I said that before, especially with these mics. It uh, is. I love that. Thank you. Yes. Every, every time I'm around you guys, I feel like I get so, like, so much good energy. I know. There's right? a lot of good vibes between mm-hmm. the four of there us. Is. Oh, sure. definitely. Yeah, sure. I feel it. Totally. Friday energy, some might say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me give you a quick background as to our history. So back in, I think it was April of last year, you guys asked us to come on your show. Yes. And we had like heard of you, but we didn't, we were so new to all this. It was mm-hmm. way before we had a podcast. We just had the account and we went on, we had the best time. And that's when we kind of looked at each other and we're like, wait a second. These girls talk about pop culture all day, every day. We yeah. have to do this. And then we kind of did. So in a, in a lot of ways, you like inspired us, I think. Wow. Oh, I love you. that. <laughs> I'm so honored. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I remember we were on Instagram and obviously kept seeing you guys posting and we just kept talking about it in the office. Like, do you see this account? Comments by Slebs? You see this account? Yeah. And I remember we were like, why not just have them on the show? Let's reach out to them. They seem so funny. And from there, Plus we had we so are. much, we got so much ammo from right. you guys, like t- just content right, right. wise stuff to talk about. We were like, th- throw a bath, like throw the ball back. Like they're, <laughs> yeah, they're doing so much for us. So many yeah, of my Right. So many of my blogs have been from just comments by slubs. It's great, isn't it? Okay. What yeah. I always think about is what did we all like collectively report on before comments were news? You know what I mean? I have I no idea. Like, it must have been so boring. I don't remember. At the it. same time, like, what are we talking about here? Just tweets? Like, I don't even yeah, I I don't just know. tweets. But even before tweets, it was like, what did they talk about? The yeah. actual news? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> oh, my God. So the other reason that we're so happy that Rhea and Fran are here is because they are as much Kardashian enthusiasts as we are. Yes. Like, they like the details. They like to talk about the nitty gritty. So we said to them, we're like, listen, we want to have you on our Kardashian bonus show. And all you have to do is you just have to watch the episode and, like, really pay attention. We're going to send you a very detailed outline, which we did. Very detailed. This <laughs> very is like, detailed. It's like four pages long, this thing. It's spectacular. <laughs> we take this shit seriously. Yeah. I don't think Fran and I have ever even written this much out. No, never. Ever. Just in the collectivity <laughs> yeah. of the Truly. two years of doing this. We Truly have never, never written this much yeah. out ever. That's my opinion. It's insane. I'm so happy to have it. So let's do it. We're going to start with the opening scene. So it opens with their auto photo shoot, and it was also the photo shoot that ended up being the Christmas card, which— Personally, in my mind, I had always envisioned the Christmas card being much more of like a production. Right. And it was, Kim was kind of just in glam and she's like, hey guys, by the way, we're on full glam. Want to just like shoot the Christmas card? And I was like, wait a second, there isn't like eight months of planning that goes into this. Weren't you kind of taken off by that? I was a little confused because it, 
it didn't seem like the kids were there when they were first right. shooting. Like, it was the promo for Keeping Up the Kardashians, so I guess it's plausible that the kids would have been there, but it seemed like, oh, the kids happened to be here with matching outfits. Let's just do a Christmas card, where it was probably more like... I don't know. I was like, Kim, are you sure this is just a spur-of-the-moment idea? Yeah, there's no way. It was definitely like, pack your outfits. We may be shooting the Christmas card. Not like, oh my God, we all had matching outfits. Yeah, I agree. Pack your bags. We're going to do this Christmas card. Right. Every single time I see them on the couch— Those little kids. I can't. They're so cute. In this particular scene, Rain on the couch just, I I don't know, he spoke to me. (laughs) How cute is he? No, he's adorable. He is true. He is adorable, but it's so funny because you you see them in kind of like an angel state on the show. You know, you were, and uh, now it's more, they show a little bit more of like the chaos and like when they were on the plane to Bali and everybody's screaming and everything. And they split it for like a, a second filming the Christmas card where like everybody was screaming and I was like oh my god thank you this is definitely more what what it's like right like rain on Ellen when he wouldn't like stop talking on the couch (laughs) I have I can watch that video of rain on Ellen until I'm blue and oh my god it is I am so happy he just derailed the whole thing I know it was so cute do you guys think that Northwest is a diva (laughs) absolutely thank you she comes by it honestly though thank you Thank you. I am saying this all the time. I'm like, Fran, Northwest is the diva. I'm not trying to fight a five-year-old, but if I was in front of her, she would be mean to me. She's a diva. (laughs) And she would have every right to be there. Yes, exactly, (laughs) because she is Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's daughter, and if I was Northwest, I would be a diva. Yeah. And it's just the way she explains stuff to Kim, or Kim explains how she talks, like when North's not in the scene, and Kim explains, like, well, North told me this. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but then she'll have a really sweet moment where Kim will post, and like the time that she wrote, like, I love you, mommy, on all the toilet paper in the house. Right. Right. It's 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 very, very cute. And they they crushed that Christmas card. Crushed they it. Really, Every year. Yeah. Crushed it. They really did a good job. Also, one thing that we always talk about with Kim and North is that I feel like Kim's parenting style comes out the most with North just because she's the mm-hmm. oldest. Yeah. And she'll always, it's it's kind of like, in a way, a Courtney side of her comes out where she's like, can you chill? Yeah. Like, she's so relaxed <laughs> with them. And even when she's reprimanding them, it's in, like, this very mature adult way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I, watching them all parent their kids, Courtney seems like she's just on top of them the most, like, very strict with what they eat. Chloe seems great. Kim just seems so chill, like you said. Like, you know, they're allowed to eat McDonald's, but also she's strict with them a little bit. She just seems like the coolest mom, yeah, actually. I agree. I, I think she seems like a very normal parent, right. is what mm-hmm. it is, which, which is, is shocking. It's crazy to think about because it's Kim Kardashian. No, right. I know. And obviously, I know that the response to that is going to be like, yeah, but she has so much help that we don't see. Totally. And we're not saying yeah, she yeah. doesn't, but like, her, you can't fake a demeanor. No, no, right. definitely You not. know what I mean? Like, yeah. she still has that common demeanor. Yeah. Okay, so the second scene was all about True's first Christmas. And this was interesting because, obviously, anytime Chloe's talking about anything to do with Tristan, I think we're all kind of just, like, waiting patiently yeah. with, like, yeah. bated breath. So she's at her house, I think it was, with Savas. And Savas is one of uh, Tristan's two best friends, Simon mm-hmm. and Savas. By the way, like, just total side note, he's a really nice guy. He seems so—he always seems so sweet in every scene he gets. And I'm like, oh, it really sucks that you're, like— Tristan's person. I know. Right. Like, that's what I was thinking watching this. I was like, oh, you're like Tristan's person. I know. I wonder about his relationship with Chloe now. Because they were Mm -hmm. always really close, separate and apart from Tristan. Well, it was his birthday like two days ago and she commented on it. Like saying, like, happy birthday, love you. Yeah. Okay, well, that's nice. Do you think that, like, he reaches out to her like, sorry, he's an asshole? (laughs) Honestly, like, yeah. I have to assume so. Yeah. I almost feel like it's a thing within their entire community. And by them, I mean, like, the entire basketball team and just everyone that, like, yes, it's a known thing. Tristan's an asshole. We're going to choose to be friends with him regardless of it. But, like, we're not pretending he's Mm -hmm. not. 
Right. You have to be at this point. Yeah, and it sucks watching Chloe be like, "Is he's probably not even coming home for Christmas?" Like yeah. that's it's sad, and it's her first, and it's True's first Christmas. And like the, everything about it was really sad. And really I thought sad. it was so interesting that she said to Savas, "Like you really think he won't be able to come home?" As if like he was gonna be honest with Savas, but not honest with Chloe. And right. it was like I called such bullshit on that. Like, oh, he has practice. Like, uh, please, he could, yeah. if he wanted to be home, he could have made it home to LA. How how far is the flight to Cleveland to LA? Not that far he could have done it. No. Right. I feel like that was, you know, one, and it's not one like, of the biggest signs. Yeah. Like, it's your child's first Christmas. Right. He's also you not— could, You can miss that. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, you, you can't, can't miss, miss that. that. You can whatever practice, whatever it is. Right. And it's obviously, I mean, I if she said— She said he didn't have a game on Christmas, but there was one on the 26th, or it was like the 24th and tw- Christmas he didn't have. Obviously, there's NBA games on Christmas, so I don't think— I don't think Cleveland was playing, but it's like he's he's not uh, restricted to flight schedules. He could just get on a plane. Don't after. they have private jets that yeah, run faster than any other plane like, out there? On, I mean, like, get on a plane after practice. You'll you can wake up with True. You spend the day and you then you fly back. That's, I don't. And I, the other thing is, it's not like Chloe was saying like oh, I feel so bad because Tristan can't come and he really wants us to stay in Cleveland. Like he's yeah. begging. Tristan could not have cared less, it seems like. And I feel like Chloe has to constantly make excuses because everyone knows he doesn't care. Right, right. And everyone in the back of their head is sitting there it's like, like mm-hmm. Summer must have face, been the like worst time for Chloe because she couldn't excuse it with practice. She's yeah. like, I have no excuse for his action during this time of the year. Completely. Personally, for me, when I watch this, I always go back and forth with like, on one hand, holding the knowledge that he is a professional athlete and like his commitments are real. Yeah. But then also being so biased because he is also such a dick. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. So it's like, yeah, it's legitimate, but also you could be doing a better job right. and you just like, aren't right and I feel like there's been so much more now post cheating that we know in like present day that is is stuff from his other children's mom who was like he's oh like imagine how I felt when he ditched me for Chloe like this is like a cycle clearly this guy has some serious problems and he did like she made a claim that he doesn't really see her, their son they I have believe together that. so it's yeah, like I believe that clearly he, I don't think you know he's not winning dad of the year that's for sure well, yeah definitely one not. last thing on that that we always say is that I feel like we all forget like literally all of us how young he is so yeah Tristan's what like 26 or something he, I think he and how many kids does he have in total two, two. He's two. two. He's two. yeah yeah so far so you know he probably doesn't see the other one and then with True he, he kind of has to show his face a little bit because it's so in the public eye and he doesn't even do that often so think about how little he's seeing the other one. It's 28. 28. 28. Still, okay, well, I it's mean, time to grow up. I right, honestly, you're 28. I don't think it's that hard to, you know, yeah, be a, a totally. decent human I being. Mean, and here's the thing that we're talking about when when other dads are so young, sometimes it's, it's, you know, there's financial obligations, all of these things, and it's like they're too young to be a dad, all of these things or whatever yeah. excuses. Like, th- those excuses do not fly with me with for him. Mm-hmm. It's like you have a steady job, you have a career, you have tons of money. Like, if you want to make it work, you make it work. This is just like— uh, a lack of caring, not a maturity mm-hmm. thing in right. my mind. Scott was so young when they had kids. Like, Scott right. was so young. He he figured it out. Yeah. Somehow. I mean, and he went through exactly. Right. Like, he had a yeah. period where it was tough, but he figured it out. And so. even when Scott was was going through a shit, he may have not been the best father, but he was, he was there. there. Yeah. He was yeah. seeing there. the kids often yeah. and, and, and in their lives. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because some people who want to be there for their kids don't have the luxury of being there. You know, it could be whatever it is, whatever job they have. They could be whatever it is that they're doing, sometimes you can't be there for your kids where Tristan Thompson does have the luxury exactly. to be there for his kids and doesn't do it. So think yeah. about the dads out there who and the kids who actually want to be together and they can't be. It's it's sad. Oh. Yeah. 
I cannot agree more. I'm like, I always live in constant fear that we're going to, I don't, I can't imagine this happening, but like have a guest on the podcast and we get to the Kardashian section. They're like, you know, I think Tristan is a really stand up guy. And we're going to be like, yeah. well, first of all, get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, first like, of all, just walk your ass out of exactly. here because nobody's agreeing with I that. I can't imagine anyone even like, no, no. no. even his mom hilarious. would be on the show. Like, oh, I fucked yeah, yeah. up that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me take you now to the next scene. So they're at Chloe's house and it's Chloe, Kim, Courtney, and Scott. And Scott walks in and he's talking to Chloe. He's like, look at you, my milk of magnesia. God must have broke the mold when he made you. Come here. So I love their dynamic. I love. love Scott. I say it all the time. He's the best part of the show. He's the best By part of the far. show, especially now. He's a great dad. He's hilarious. He has a great relationship with all of them. He's getting along with Courtney. I mean, who's better than Scott right now? No, he's he's genuinely the hero of the show. Is is this when um is this when they were showing Courtney was showing her TikTok advertisement? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. So this was <laughs> This was hilarious because the way that her TikTok ad was so funny. Talking about like saving the oceans that helps your sushi. I don't know. But just like Scott saying over and over, your sushi, your sushi. I love their dynamic too. I like them better. I like watching them together now so much better than I did when they were together. Like, Obviously, the entire time we're watching it, I'm just sitting there with Julie, like making her pause at every three minutes, being like, "Do you think there's a world to get back together? Do you think there's a world? Like, it's it's, it's my biggest dream it hurts in life." My heart. I am with you on this 100. percent I know so you much. are. Like, people have reached out to you, like, chill out with saying that. Most Scott people and reach out and say that that they should get back no, together. No, but they should. Thank like, you. we see it on the show. Their dynamic is so great. But is it it's so just they great? just never yeah. tried. Is it when so they've been, they're both in such a happy place now, but, but I, they've never tried. Later in the episode, we get to it. I don't want to yeah, talk yeah. about it now, but Chris Chris makes great points oh, about we're gonna, this wait, whole relationship. We'll dive we're in, gonna though. dive super into that. This one, this scene was kind of setting that the scene for the next one. So let me explain. So they're they're sitting all around, and Courtney is saying that ever since Bali, her and Scott have been getting along really well, and that Scott booked this trip to Cabo because they wanted to go away for Mason's birthday. Which, by the way, was interesting. They said Mason instead of Mason and Rain because they have the yeah. same birthday. Mm-hmm. But if you noticed, Courtney uploaded an Insta story today that was a Poosh article and about Scott's Father's Day or whatever. And it's a picture of them on the plane going on vacation for Mason's birthday. And the cake says Mason and happy birthday, Mason so and Rain. So it's just a slip up of words, I guess. Yeah. 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 Got it. <laughs> and I support my Poosh. Right. <laughs> I guess, you know, probably like, I ordered it's like Mason. From I'll say that. <laughs> the it's collagen? Like, yep. Do you like it? Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know what you it's done did? for me. You did? You didn't even tell me this. <laughs> this I is know. like us. I'm this not is exactly really, us. I'm not really proud. You bought like, things from Poosh and you didn't tell me? <laughs> no, Poosh I, is baller, right? No, it's yeah, so it great. Is. I read the articles. <laughs> yeah. but I, yes. I'm not, I don't usually buy their products. Like, I've never bought their products. It's the first I'm time I bought something. I'm an advocate yeah. for no, buying all things Kylie Cosmetics. I think, I think you, it's great, but I never bought before and I just, you I'm know. Just, I feel like you were embarrassed and you didn't tell me. Yeah, I've never felt so validated. I wanted to see what happens first before I'm like raving about buying her collagen powder like you know in a few weeks from now if I get turned out to break out into a bad rash or something yeah. I don't know yeah. we're right. buying it okay well, you never know but right. I, the the latte yeah listen listen you're, you're, <laughs> the milk latte oh my and, the, God. and the little, little refreshing water in the morning it's great <laughs> Julie you're on my fucking way yeah. <laughs> I've never felt more validated in my life all of a sudden I'm like did you read that Pooch article she's like stop trying to make Pooch happen I'm like yeah. oh Pooch already happened no Pooch is happening I'm telling you I I get on board Pooch is happening milk, you got Courtney posted a whole tutorial about the milk latte I the know. thing in the morning I, I that's when I bought it I swiped up and bought it I oh had to oh my god it's, it's just like too it's too much for me like uh, if it was 
I, I just, she takes like the health thing to the next level. And she and looks it's great. Like, no, she totally does. But it just seems so just unrealistic for like the normal everyday person to do the stuff that she does. Oh, you know? So I'm like, ah, oh, what's the point? Although yeah. sometimes she likes to dumb it down with her workout routine. And she's like, just do three squats and you're good for the day. We're like, okay, Courtney, yeah. I've seen your workouts yeah. before. I have those screenshotted. It's like 10 sit-ups, yeah. 10 push-ups. It's like 10 minute workout. I'm like, okay, Wow, we're, we're really living the push life. <laughs> I really do. I'm not, I, I can't we're lie We're doing a longer. separate push podcast, by yep. the way. Okay. Oh, this is this is not an ad, by the way, for yeah. push. I <laughs> yeah, see, this is the problem. We need her to advertise. Imagine if I was being paid by push on the side and didn't My tell God. you. <laughs> if Courtney was cutting you checks and I had no idea, that would be the craziest thing ever. I also just subtle nod to the vital proteins that you're talking about. I can't imagine they'd make you break out because Olivia Copo endorses it. And yeah. Exactly. Beyond, so so I, I kept seeing it. Yeah, you're, had, you're had not to pull wrong. The Live your best push. Yes. Yeah. So you do it, Fran. Yeah. <laughs> so Courtney says, and I quote, going away with Scott, the girlfriend and his kids will be so great before Christmas. And we're all kind of just like, will it though? Like yeah. we're, we're waiting to see mm-hmm. how that kind of, Right, how that plays out. Exactly. So now we transition to the next scene, which we're at Kim's house. And as you know, all Kardashian episodes need to have one kind of filler story. And this, for this episode, it was the dead hamster. So Kim's on the phone with Chloe, conveniently, because she's (laughs) the one that bought the hamster. And her assistant, which, by the way, I did not realize that her assistant was named Michael or that he was a man. I I thought that she had a female assistant. I'm sure she has more than one. Yeah, she probably has multiple. I'm sure there is an army of people working for for her. She must. Yeah. So he comes downstairs and he's like, by the way, the hamster is in movie and Kim is like I do not have time for a dead hamster like I just I, I just don't <laughs> that was my favorite line of the whole show yeah. she's just sitting at the table she goes I just really don't have time for the dead hamster <laughs> and I, honestly though at the same time you're like nobody does yeah. you know like I get it it's a hamster you feel bad but does anybody really have time for this right no. not at all it's one of those things that you wish you could just like snap bury, your fingers you know, bury and just, it outside yeah. and be done with yeah. it but you have to explain to a small child that it, their hamster's dead exactly and I thought that this was so sweet is she was saying that she's scared to tell North because it was the first time that North really loved an animal but also because she didn't want North to feel like she did something wrong right and like Kim wasn't just saying that. Like, she genuinely was so upset that North would even think for a quarter of a second that she causes hamster death. Listen, I'm the last one to engage with any sort of rodent activity, but that one hit me in the heart. Yeah. It just did. I mean, it was sad when she, like, had North, like, North on the phone and was like, are you sure? Like, she's like, yeah, the hamster's sleeping. Like, mm. Oh, God. <laughs> How do you— like, how do you think you would tell your child that their, you know, fish died or their hamster died? Oh, my how God. I still remember it? my parents called me when my guinea pig died. Oh, what they do? Was, was that at my friend's house. Yeah, I was at my best friend's house. And they called you at your, at your best friend's house? Yes. They didn't wait till you got home? No, because my other siblings were home. So it was like they were finding out. So mm-hmm. I had to find out. They called me. They were like, Silky's dead. And we went home and we buried her in the backyard. Well, well, what was your emotions? You didn't give no, what it was, you felt like. No, I, I cried at my best friend's house because my the, it wasn't even my guinea pig. It was like my my nanny's guinea pig that she brought with her. There's there so many things I have to say here. Number one, yeah, just, there's a lot. I'm just, I'm ima- there's a lot to, yeah. No, I'm just like imagining like the house phone ringing at your friend's house. And the it was mom, a house the phone. Mom, mom, like hands house the phone. And she's like, it's about Silky. It's not yeah. good. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> But also what I was going to say is when you were asking, that would never happen in my house because I would never, ever get my kids a hamster. And I don't have any siblings who would betray yeah. me like Chloe betrayed Kim. I would. So, Julie, if you even for a I quarter of get a your second, kids a fucking zoo. Forget about it. I'm going to fuck with it. you so hard through your kids. It's not <laughs> I know, even funny. I, know, I, I had know. a fish that died when I was little. And this is the most on-brand story ever. <laughs> I had a fish that died and my mom was like, 
it's dead. And I was like, thank God I stopped feeding it weeks ago. I didn't want to take care of it. <laughs> oh, no. So you killed like, the fish. I, I feel so. like every child goes, it's like a, it's like a growing experience. It's a rite it's of a, passage. It is a rite of passage to have like your small rodent pet die. Like my, my, I, even after had, I never had a rodent, but my, I, yeah. the yeah. only pet that I've had die, like my, I got two dogs. They're still kicking right now. Yeah. Fenway. Eh. Um, I had a hermit crab. Princess. See, these are like. But that's not, not a real yeah, pet. Like fish, I just dropped it crabs. and it died. It just, I dropped Ugh. it. It was dead. I always that's wanted it. a hermit crab. Those were. Oh, bald that's kind of traumatic, though. You dropped like it. Oh, did you die because you dropped it? Yeah, and no, like I dropped shell cracked yeah. and you killed it. I dropped it. It was dead. Oh, the which see, is like that's... I didn't mean to kill the hermit crab, but it's a hermit crab. At the yeah. same time, I'm sorry. That's how princess. I felt about my fish. Yeah, it was just a lot. Yeah, my little sister had a hamster die on her too, and I have like the funniest picture of all time because she's she's like, and she was like. 11 like staring into the cage like so distraught that her hamster was dead oh God. and we all laughed at her it was so mean but I just, it was I, <laughs> I just can't relate but yeah <laughs> okay let us move on now so this is when Kim and Chris are at Kim's house and this is like one of the most difficult scenes I think of the entire show they're talking about basically the passing of the torch which is I think what we titled this episode yes um of the Christmas you know, party yeah the Christmas party how how Kim basically says that she all of the siblings collectively feel like one, Chris has done such an amazing job for so many years, but that it's becoming almost too repetitive and that there's yeah. so many people that they don't know and they want like a younger, different, new crowd, kind of new energy, new vibes. And she has to have this like very difficult conversation with Chris. It was it was really hard almost to watch because I think Chris was so emotional, but okay, this struck me not to get morbid, but this kind of struck me when I was, it reminds me of when I was at my grandma's funeral and Sorry, that got so dark. <laughs> no, you're going to understand the reference. Not to get morbid. No, yeah. You're going to get the reference. And my uncle like went up and it, obviously like my grandpa had died first. This was the second parent. And he got up there and he said like, aside from how hard it was to lose his mom, it was also so hard because it made it so much more real that they're the next generation to go. Right. And that's what this reminded me of. It almost like intensified the aging process that she already feels. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By the way, that it's didn't pretty, get any better. It got way sadder. Yeah, no, like, like that's pretty deep. But doesn't it the happiest sense? part of that sentence was the funeral. <laughs> yeah, there, was, there was no several, no, there was, was like literally zero no, It just went lining. downhill. Like I had chills by the what end of it. It was like, that was really deep that? there. Can you understand what I mean? Yes. Like we're all about to die. That's that's what I yeah. got from that story. I'm sorry. It was pretty saying. much that like making the analogy that that Chris Kim is about was to like, pass. hey Chris, like your time has come. <laughs> so no time. Not. Time is ticking, Chris. Like that's like, what you just said. Far too old to be having the Christmas party. <laughs> By the way, the way I felt about this was I felt like Kim was so off. Why couldn't they have all just sat down and created a new like list and let Crystal host well, the party. That's yeah. what my, where I was confused because at the same Kim time I see both sides of it. Like I see Kim wanting wanting to do it because she wants to, you know, she wants Kanye to design, do what he has to do. But at the same time, Kanye could be a part of it when it's at Chris's house. And if she just said, "Hey, mom, we want to invite all these people," you think Chris? is going to say no. Right. I mean, they could have as many people as they want. So I but think they if they all, all sat down, so much. they all complained so much. About last year, the year right. before. They all, they, but I think that if this was like our family situation, you know, you think about your family and I'll just say Aunt, Aunt Debbie had, right. had Christmas last year and it sucked. Like we just really didn't like Aunt Debbie's Christmas, right? Right, so it's like Aunt Debbie's then, not doing Christmas And then again. Aunt Debbie's not doing Christmas this year. That's what you say. But at the same time, maybe Aunt Debbie could improve that Christmas. Yeah, and my sides. question is, all of the people that Chris had invited years since literally she ran this party in 1978, one day they just don't get invited anymore. Yeah. They were yeah. like, the, the guest list is too old. It's all your friends. Like, 
all of these people now don't get to come to the the Christmas party like, anymore? Maybe it's such an maybe it's just such an easy excuse to be like, oh well, Kim's hosting now. Like and just like you know, be like, this isn't my. You have to make that transition because if you do combine, it's even crazier to have like. Chris and all of Chris's demands and all of Chris's people with Kim and then Kanye wanting to curate the event and then like having all this and having all of their friends, it would just probably would have been too much. So it's just easier to be like, Chris, yours is done. Like you can't invite any of your, like you're, you can invite some of your people, but you have a limited number. This is tell everybody this is now Kim's party. First of all, I hear you. I also think, though, that it's so hard for us to even, like, kind of discuss this as intelligently as I want to be because we don't have a side-by-side of the guest list. Like, if we had right. a side-by-side of the of the previous year and this year, we could be doing such intense, like, analysis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the thing. It's like, all of a sudden, we're exactly what you said. The people that have been invited since the seventies, like they're just not there. Well, I feel they, like Chris did invite. Chris, Chris probably had so many. She people. probably like, got her a table. friends from like the eighties and shit that she would just I, refuse yeah. it. Wasn't that an episode where they were like trying to narrow down the list the year before, and Chris like couldn't not invite people, and it was like, all right, he's, very you gotta, you gotta like start crossing people off the list, right? Well, they mentioned it, and they they said there's some people that we only see once a year, and it's at this Christmas party. Yeah, so exactly. why do we even have to invite them to this Christmas party? Yeah, yeah. which I get. I mean, they I, imagine you know, get, imagine being getting to axe yeah. this party though. Ooh, you can say you can say you could you go to Chris Jenner's Christmas party, and then all of a sudden you're just kicked off the list. And that you sucks. have to keep that to yourself. Yeah, you <laughs> oh have yeah, to. I wouldn't tell a soul. I would tell every day I was sick. No, but yeah. that that's what I'm saying is that the reason that I think it's such a big deal is because it's not like just not getting invited. It also becomes a news story. Then it's right. like so and so canceled out from the, mm-hmm. like oh fuck, like it's just not a good yeah, situation. Right. Also, we just have to note two things. Number one, or actually three things. Number one, I thought it was really nice that Kim. They both got emotional, and Kim said, listen, I don't just want to take this from you. I really yes. want to have your blessing, which was mm-hmm. like, given everything, I thought that, that was commendable that she did it that right. way. For a second, I thought Kim was not going to get sad, and I was like, oh, this well, makes, wonder why you didn't think so, because her makeup looked too fucking her good. Makeup, yeah. Yeah. That's the second point yeah. I was going to say. We looked at each other, and I was like, Julie, we have to make a point to talk about how beyond stunning. Sometimes, she's always beautiful, yeah. but sometimes there are some scenes where I'm just like, Mario, you fucking genius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you killed it. Yep. <laughs> good killed glam. It. Good mm-hmm. glam today. It's when she does like the wet look, and her lips are- I love the wet look. I mm. love it on her. I think yeah. she looks so amazing. She's one of the few that can pull it off. Really, she really is. They've been prepping us for the Met Gala way before we even knew it. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh my yeah. God, we were subliminally like messaged into <laughs> the Met Gala love. Yes, we were. Also, I think that Kim is the one person in the family who should be able to take it over. Because at the end of the day, Kim Kardashian oh, made this family. Absolutely. Right. And Kylie will take it over after. Right. It's got to go Kim to Kylie. There's no Kendall or Chloe or Courtney. None of the other between. ones could do no, it. No, it wouldn't no. be right. No. Only Kim could do it. The last thing that I want to say on that is in Chris's confession when she's talking about it, she says, and I quote, it's the magic you create and can make everyone feel so special for just that one night of the year. I felt like that was such a, everything we've heard about Kris Jenner, both like personally and also just like in the press, is she has that type of personality where she genuinely just wants to make people feel good. And I yeah. loved that that was like her takeaway. I don't know. I right. thought that was really special. Okay, before we get into scene six, which is at Kim's office, we just want to tell you guys about Talkspace. I know we've talked about it before because I feel very passionately about therapy and about this company, and I just want to tell you guys about it. So Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. It's mobile, and it's available when you need it, and the best thing is that it's affordable because life can be very stressful. Like work, family, there's so many things, and Talkspace knows that and wants to make it easier for you to find time for yourself. So here's it. Talkspace Online Therapy makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. You just provide your preferences for therapy, and Talkspace will match you with one of their over 4,000 therapists the very same day. The thing with this is that you can send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. 
If you're like me, you love voice notes and it's such an easy and convenient way to be able to just do it and send it off and not have to worry about being in person with someone and waiting for the next appointment, which honestly, that's that's my biggest thing with this. It's that it's at any time. So with typical therapy, you know, you wait a week in between sessions and sometimes big things come up and you you're find yourself waiting. With this, it's on demand anytime you need it, whenever something big happens. Um, you know, also it's unlimited messages to your dedicated therapist from the privacy of your device, again, anywhere, any time of day. There are more than 1 million people who feel happier with Talkspace. And, you know, just no matter what you're going through, you're not alone, which I think is a very comforting feeling to a lot of us. So Talkspace has more than 4,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code CELEBS to get your first week free. Again, go to Talkspace.com and make sure to use the code CELEBS to get your first week free. Okay, moving on to the next scene. They were at Kim's office, which by the way, so is there like a bedroom in her office, I guess? Yeah, I was confused by that also. It seemed like a full-blown apartment. I mean, I'm sure you Could guys be. watched Kylie's Day in the Life. It's yeah, yeah. Kylie mm-hmm. Cosmetics. Stormy mm-hmm. has a full-blown ba- bedroom and everything, yeah. so I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. I, mean, I guess it makes sense for Kim to have one there considering like she, she spends so much time probably really late nights that it's like, you might as well sleep there. Yeah, totally. Right. So Scott is there. So it's Scott, Kim, and Cece. And first of all, Scott is like just so cute with Cece. That's their cousin. So cute. Beyond. It's the same way that he is with MJ, the same way he is with Chris. He's just, it, it makes, makes me, me cry. smile. He's it like just, a little mensch. Yeah. Right? And you just are like, oh, I want everybody to be that way. But, but not I, the Scott before. No. Yes. Now. And now I'm laughing because you guys wrote like, what's the nickname Scott's calling her? I was thinking this, like, is he calling her like, Chooch? Cooch? I don't know. Cheech? I couldn't figure out. Cheech? Yeah. I was couldn't it figure it out It either. was just cute no matter yeah. what. Yeah. I don't it was, know. Yeah. And the fact that he had a nickname in general was, I was Exactly. Exactly. Then Cece asks, but, which by the way, I'm, I'm like 99% sure all of you guys know this, but for anybody listening, Cece's like older than the rest of them. So he, she makes a point that she's like, listen, I want to stay up to date on your life. And that's when she asks Scott how Sophia is, mm-hmm. which is always just kind of funny. Did she say Sophia or she said your girlfriend? Sophia. She, she said, said Sophia. Sophia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then also Kim kind of breaks the news to them that Caitlin called because she wants to be invited to the Christmas party. Cece wanted nothing to do with that. Like Cece was like, oh Lord. Yeah, <laughs> no. Like, yeah, Cece was, Cece not, was not having, having it. it. Well, Cece, the thing about Cece is obviously she, like they all have loyalty to their mom, but Cece has such like mm-hmm. intense loyalty to Chris. And obviously we all know how that went down. So Kim in the confessional is explaining the falling out between Caitlin and, and Chris after Caitlin transitioned. And Kim says that she sent a text in the group asking if it would be okay to invite Caitlin. And that after a while, Chris responded and like said that it was okay. Cece and Scott were both genuinely shocked. Like they yeah. were like, what? Like they, they, yeah, they couldn't believe, believe that. a world where Chris would give it the okay. Right. Didn't you feel that way? Totally. Yeah. I think they were blown away that she said yes. I was blown away, but at the same time, not blown away because it is Kylie and Kendall's dad right yeah and it I, is at the same time you know so and it's Christmas and it's Christmas and it's such a big party that if they have to stay away from each other they can although Opti- it's usually it's Chris's party so it w- she wouldn't have been there if Chris was there you if it was Chris was hosting party. it I totally right. agree and yeah and and I think optics wise like it makes kind of like Chris like knows you know Caitlin gets invited to things it's a way better headline than Caitlin not invited because Chris doesn't want her there. Like, right. you know, totally. that's how Caitlin would probably spin it. So bold move of Caitlin to ask to be invited, mm-hmm. though. Bold. Really bold move. Bold, but also like, in my opinion, wildly unsurprising. Not no, no, not unsurprising at all. It was yeah. just like she seems to have no shame. I also, I don't want to like give this away because I want to talk about it in the actual scene. But there's a scene coming up with Chloe where they're talking about it, and like I have a lot of thoughts on that. Yes, with, which is interesting. Okay, so the next scene was just like behind the scenes 
of the trip that they obviously went on. So it was Scott, Courtney, and Sophia with the kids. Julie writes, I could literally watch the kids on a plane for a whole episode. It's literally my favorite thing in the world. I want them in one confined space. I wish that we could just have a show about the kids, but at the same time, you can't do that. I know, it's like so inappropriate. It's so not right, but at the same time, it would be so entertaining. These kids are so so funny and cute. We talk about this all the time when people are like, you know, the Kardashians, like their their time's going to come. And it's like, let me tell you something. There's zero point in my life where I would not watch every aspect of any of them going from middle school to high school to college. Yeah. Like, you have me for life. <laughs> right. I'm a lifer. Yeah. You know what it's kind of like? What? It's like Rugrats all grown up. Yeah. Yes. It is. I love when you make good analogies. Remember it how really hot is. Tommy was in all grown up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was. Like, he was isn't that hot. like coming back? Shut the fuck with up. No, with I no, think like, Rugrats is. Rugrats. Yeah, real but life not, though. But like not real life. I don't know how to word that. Like CGI. Like CGI. Like CGI. I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I, it, it didn't sound good. But um, oh, shoot, what was I going to say about uh, them traveling? Goodbye. Oh, oh, oh. I also could watch them doing absolutely anything. But it sucks because I feel like we don't see as much like social media wise of the kids because it's like, I feel like Rain does something cute every two seconds and Courtney could be posting it all the time and I want her to go like the Chrissy Teigen route where like Luna does something so cute and she posts it. Now Chrissy Teigen's Instagram is literally entirely videos of Luna and, and it's thank the, fucking God. It's the right. greatest thing of all time and I'm like, Courtney, just give up like one hot shot for me to post videos of your kids being cute. I go so back and forth because like every single thing inside of me agrees with you and then I have the other side of me. It's like, you know what? Maybe that is a smart move on her part that like she's not posting her yeah. kids constantly. See, I do the same thing. It's I'm like, pa- I'm sure it's a parenting it's, thing. Yeah. But as the viewer, it's I like watch. Se- right. I selfishly just, I mean, first of all, Luna's candy negotiation will go no. down in deal as the greatest trade deal yeah. in the history of trade deals. <laughs> Literally, I have watched that video more times than so I can. So many times. It, it's insane. And Luna is at, first of all, the cutest age ever. Yeah. And that would be Rain. Rain they could do the funniest videos with. But I feel like if... Courtney had more of the personality of Chrissy where she like wanted to set her up for these funny Funny skits and like then they would do it. I mean, for me, the way I look at it, it's like, why not just post the kids all the time? Because obviously their identities aren't a secret. Like, it's not like they're, if you don't post them on social media, you're protecting them from being known in the public or protect. It's just like, they're still on TV. I feel like sometimes they think that people want to see them more than the kids and it's the other way around. Right. Right. I want to see the kid more of the kids and less of you. But we see, we see Kim now posting a lot more of North, which I think if Courtney was like Kim, we would see so much more of Penelope, Rain and Mason. But we don't see it because she's not like that. Courtney is way more protective of her kids. No, I totally, I listen, Again, I'm I'm in a constant state of conflict in my own mind. So this was really one of the coolest parts because this is the behind the scenes of when Scott posts the picture of him, Courtney, and Sophia in Mexico, which— by the way, I'm sure we all remember where yes, we were when uh, we saw that picture. Freaked out. That I'll never forget, Julie. I was we weren't together. I was standing in the apartment. Jonathan Shabon had comments on it. We were like debating whether or not we should post it immediately or like wait. Then Scott deleted it, then reposted it. It yeah. was like that mm-hmm. was like but we had already posted it and then he deleted. We're like we're not deleting it. It's okay. Why did he do that? He changed, it was a he changed picture. the caption, yeah. but it was like I don't know. It was weird. It was so, I think oh he might have changed the picture too. I think so or like too. the order of the picture, or something like that. So because it was. It was weird. It was up and it was down, then it was back up within the same hour. I remember what it was now. The first one, I think, wasn't as clear of a picture, wasn't it? It was like the same, Mm -hmm. they were in the same layout, but one was like a more head-on picture. I'm almost positive that's what it was. Anyway, all of them like cannot, they were having the same reaction that we were having, which I'll talk about later on in another scene, how they all kind of embodied the fans in a way when we were talking. Anyway, and so Kim is like freaking out and she starts looking through the comments on the picture, which was so cool because it's like, wait a second, you look through the comments too. I I 
was so baffled by that because in my mind, I would always think that they probably just ignore the comments because they get so many comments, so many comments, but they do what we do. You click, it goes right to the yeah. top. You see all the top comments. You, sw- you scroll down a little bit and then you move on. I bet Kim is probably, if all, I don't think all of them are doing it. I think she's probably the only one that does that. Oh, that I was, because I think Kim is just a detective. Yeah. I wasn't I think as Chloe surprised. Does too, though. Oh, Chloe, right. Chloe too. But it's for different reasons. Yeah, I think totally Kim's different. like, I think Kim, Kim's like, oh my god, I gotta see what the fuck they're saying right, on here. Right. Chloe's like, Kim just likes to go- like Kim just Kim. likes to gossip. Like I, yeah. I was actually not surprised that she did that. I just feel like Kim likes to know what's going on, what the people are talking about. And she was like, I'm gonna go look at the comments. Totally. <laughs> and also, I think Kim. I think you're right, Julie. Kim comes at it, in my opinion, one from like a. Like gossip, quote gossip angle, but also from like a strategy perspective. Like if everybody's saying they want to see one thing, she'll be more conscious of doing mm-hmm. that. Whereas Chloe comes at it almost like in a combative sense. She wants to clap back, which I respect. I'm just saying, I think that they look at it through different lenses. Chloe's is more of, a, of an insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then this was so interesting. So Chris basically says that she d- thinks that Courtney doesn't know what she wants in terms of Scott because Courtney's so indecisive. And she says, and I quote, she's going to be the one deciding way too late that she's in love with Scott and wants to spend the rest of her life with Scott. And Chloe goes, she doesn't know what the fuck she wants. And Chris says, says, someone's going to end up getting really hurt in this scenario. Literally, I lost my mind. Well, Chris is right. Chris is 100% right. Because at the end of the day, what I think is that Courtney is in love with Scott. Now, do I know that? No. But do I want (laughs) to believe that? Yes. I think that the fact that she's still, obviously, she wants to be there for her kids. But like Chris said in the scene, she was like, but she could be with her kids and go on vacation with her kids at any time with Scott. Does she have to be with Scott and Sophia? Like, what is Courtney really doing there? Let me throw I'm, another comparison yeah, at you. Do it. Scott and Sophia are our Ross and Rachel. Mm. And it's like, yes, they work as friends. And for a while, it's like they were amazing friends. But like, th- there's always, always, always going to be something there. But I feel like- You're saying Scott and Courtney. Scott and Courtney. Scott and Courtney. Sorry, not Scott and Sophia. Scott and Courtney are our Ross and Rachel. And it's, I feel like with Courtney, she only wants Scott when it's convenient for her. Right. And not, like, okay, like Scott's in a relationship. Okay, maybe now I'm like in love with him. As soon as Scott, if Scott's not in that relationship anymore, I feel like she's going to be like, no, I still don't want to be with him. Like she is so indecisive. And yeah. not that she's saying actively now that she wants to be with him, but I feel like she's giving um, more insight to maybe that's what she's thinking like when they were taught when they were in New York and she was saying to Scott like I don't want to give you any mixed messages and Scott's like you don't give me any messages right. and she's like yeah. and then when they were in Bali and she's like I don't really know what I want it's like Scott's not like that Scott's mm-hmm. not saying I don't know what I want with her or maybe there's a future it's like Scott's like no I'm with Sophia and this part of my life is done we're better as friends I feel like Courtney goes really back and forth right I'm 100% and even I think it was Chris who was like she can't even like pick a color a paint for her, color, a paint yeah. color. Like, she's the most indecisive person ever. She's just gonna go back and forth in her head for so long until it's too late, so. But what do you guys think about Scott in this situation? Because obviously he's moved on with Sophia now and he seems really happy with Sophia, but do you think if Courtney was like, fuck it, let's get back together, do you think he would drop Sophia in a second? You know, know. so know. in the, initially when they first started dating, if you would have asked me that, I would have said yes, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I almost feel like the narrative has changed where Scott's like, I'm doing well. I'm really thriving. I don't think he's totally shut off the possibility of them potentially getting back together. Yeah. However, I think that for his own like mental clarity and to be able to stay on this path, he needs to operate like we are friends and mm-hmm. we are not getting back together right now. I think that it. I, Maybe I think yeah, it's, I really think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I think we're we're a couple years out. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think it's possible. A few years from the now. other thing with Scott and Sophia is that like it's not like Sophia's this girl that's like giving him a hard time about having a relationship with Courtney and his family, and he would end up right. just like, getting, so like chill. she is like you could not find a more chill girl than Sophia, a more like 
just why would he want to get rid of that at this right, point in his right, life? Right, exactly. She seems, and she's so young too, but she just seems super chill, like you said. Like, is she the fact that she's cool with Courtney still hanging around, which obviously she has to be, but. At the same time, it doesn't seem like she's freaking out like any other girl would yeah. be. I mean, it's it happened so many times now that they're all together that it's clear she's okay with it. It's If she was throwing some fit every time she had to hang out with Courtney, eventually they would stop doing things together. But they, yeah. and especially they still at this point, do it. Especially at this point in Scott's life, he would not put up with that. Exactly. No. We, we were just talking about on, on the— um, on our other episode, which is going to air t- tomorrow after this one, that like Sophia, it w- this would be a totally different dynamic and a totally different narrative if Sophia came in as some like random girl. But she grew up in Hollywood. She grew up with the fame. She's Lionel Richie's daughter. Mm-hmm. She already is operating at a totally different like frequency in certain yeah, ways. That totally. you know, she's not just thrown in. She's not like starstruck, is what I'm saying. Right. Like she yeah. doesn't think it's cool to be at the Christmas party. Like she fucking is literally Lionel Richie's daughter. Yeah. You know, she right. doesn't. And she's like posting from Kylie's yeah. Handmaid's Tale party like it's for nothing. for Stassi. Like it's like no big deal. Like her and Kylie are back to being super close now, it seems like. So, so interesting, exactly. right? Also, yeah. I have to say, Chris, when she was talking about this whole thing, she said that it took a while after her divorce, but her that her and Robert actually became best friends afterwards, which I don't know. I never feel like we heard them yeah. heard her say that word for word. It seemed like she also said, like, just the way she was talking, it sounded like there was a little bit of regret in her voice. Oh, I think there's always regret there. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always. So it's like, don't let history repeat itself situation. You're so spot on. Yeah. I think it's a combination of regret, potentially, and also Chris has, like, such a deep love for Scott. And, like, I think that, she, honestly, for her, I don't even mean selfishly, yeah. I think she can't imagine Courtney genuinely, like, with someone else. Right. You know what I mean? I think it's hard. Yeah, I think I it's think the whole family feels the same way. I think I feel, I feel that way. way. I just like yeah. that. I'm not even in the family, and I feel yeah. that way. I don't like, think anytime any Courtney's with somebody else, it's like, but that's not Scott. Yeah. But they didn't see her loving anybody, like, as much as she, she loved him. But that's why it's unbelievable. Like, it's so unbelievable. We don't even give it enough credit that, like, Think about how many, like, I hate this word, but, like, stands of Courtney and Scott there are, and all of us included. And somehow Sophia has managed to not become as villainized as you would expect her right. to be. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what I always say to you, that if their fans were younger, like, at the the age of, like— Like the YouTube squad? Yes, but yeah. also at the age of, like, Haley and, and Bieber. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, mm-hmm. th- that relationship would be over. There is no way that she would have withstand she could have withstand that because they are vicious. But mm-hmm. Scott and Sophia are in a position where a lot of their viewers are a lot older. And it's like, okay, we feel very passionately about this, but we're not going to, like, bombard her on Instagram and, like, bully mm-hmm. her into it. Yep. Yeah. Okay, we're just taking a very quick break to tell you guys about HelloFresh. So HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. I'm telling you, it makes everything so simple. Basically, it does all the meal planning, shopping, prepping. You guys can just focus on eating healthier and easier. And for me, it's the best thing ever because I'm just so not good when it comes to cooking, and this makes it so easy. It comes with pre-measured ingredients and an easy-to-follow six-step pictured recipe cards. They're delivered to your door each week in a special insulated box. Also, all the meals come together in 30 minutes max, and it calls for less than two pots and pans and require minimal cleanup, which is ideal. It's like very good for on-the-go easy, especially if cooking isn't necessarily your forte, but you like to eat healthy and like to eat at home. This is a really awesome alternative. Also, there are three different plants to choose from. So you can do classic, veggie, and family, and you can switch between for when your taste change, this and that. They also have fun menu features with HelloFresh's dinner to lunch, 20-minute meals, gourmet, and one-pot wonders, among more. 
So for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com slash celebs80 and enter celebs80. Again, for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com slash celebs80 and enter celebs80. Okay, let's move on now to the next scene. This was when Chloe and Kim were at Kim's house and Kim is starting to get together her Christmas party mood board. So Kim's kind of like doing the logistics and Connie is doing all the creative, which yeah. in my opinion just is like a very nice analogy as to their relationship and as totally. to their life. Um, Julie writes, no one cares more about this party than Connie. Yeah. It's true. He put his heart and soul into it, which we'll hear in a later scene, the whole like thing with the budget. I think it's so, it's so funny. It's, it is. Kanye being so into planning yeah. the Christmas party just made me so happy that Kanye was so into the Christmas party. It makes so much sense. It's because Kanye's not going to put his name on anything unless it's absolutely perfect. Exactly. Right. Totally. He's like, this is not going to be my house unless we have a fucking like ice skating rink. And she's like, yeah. okay, well we can do a mountain, but like chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also this is when, this like, I don't even want to talk about it because it's so, it's such a filler scene, but this is when Kim was telling Chloe that North was up to midnight talking about the hamster and Kim's like trying to tell her that it's dead and, and North just like keeps picking it up it's like no it's just sleeping so this is when Kim like has the genius plan of just getting another hamster and kind of passing it off like literally parenting 101 parenting yeah. 101 again this is when she's talking about like I don't want North to think it was her fault oh, I love that what were you going to say? I was going to say also so interesting in that scene was when Kim was saying that they were driving by the cemetery on the way to school and North's like, I want to go visit your dad. And yeah. she was like, wait, you're not scared to go to a cemetery? And she's like, it's not like Michael Jackson Thriller, mom. Yeah. Is North sitting around watching Thriller on her iPad? Like, what, how many times does she, know. how many times does she watch that music video that she can reference it in normal conversation? Right. I want to know what Kanye's song is North's favorite. Like, I feel like she must oh. have a favorite Kanye song. I want to know what it is. Probably one that they sing watching, at Sunday service. She's watching Michael Jackson Thriller. Like, she must be yeah. listening to Kanye. Yeah. Maybe like, Hey Mama. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that's just something like, like that's that's in early days. She lo- yeah. Um, okay, so the next scene is Kim and Chloe looking for a new hamster to replace the dead one. Julie literally turns to me mid-episode. She pauses. She's like, imagine you're fucking working at Petco and yeah, Kim yeah. and Chloe walking. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be wild. It's yeah. like when and Beyonce outfit, goes into Target. In the outfit that Kim was wearing into the Petco, I just, I was like, holy crap like she just had like skin tight I don't even know if they were leather or what like the leggings leggings. Mm -hmm. I almost applied to the pet co in Calabasas I I was like I know this hamster is about to die and they're gonna have to replace it I'm making sure there's a million black ones and I'm gonna stand at that pet co until I die yeah and it's so funny they're looking everywhere for the hamster and Chloe's like literally your daughter's northwest like obviously she picks the rarest one because she has good taste which like made so much sense and then they have (laughs) this is so stupid but it's so funny they have this like very intense realization when they realize that they've been spelling hamster like hamster and they're mind blown they're like what? It's hamster. And I'm just like, you guys, come on, you're better than this. Like, I love those oh scenes though so because funny. it makes me feel like, okay, you know, there are these great people, but also they can't spell hamster. Exactly. It was yeah. amazing. And, and after they said that, I went back and was watching some of like the earlier scenes of them talking about the hamster and very clearly Kim is saying hamster. Oh yeah. Like it's like they were both saying hamster. I feel like and it's such you a- didn't, I guess you didn't really notice until they were actually like Oh my god! Is it, it's not hamster? <laughs> I feel like it's such. Shocked. I feel like it's such for Kim, like a never forget your roots. Like oh, we yeah. know you used to be this like stupid reality star, yeah. and now just because you're a lawyer, like and yeah, like yeah, yeah. clearly mm-hmm. a fucking genius, you've turned into. You still know, like have no yeah. idea how to spell hamster. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that scene was like relatively relatively underwhelming. We're going now to scene ten. This was hands down my favorite scene of the entire show. 
This was when they're at Courtney's house, and it's Chris and Courtney, and they're kind of just, like, easing into the scene. This is when Chris is telling her to, like, change her labels on her pantry to make them more like Chloe, which was yeah. just very funny. Bigger letters. Yeah. And then she <laughs> says, they're t- she's talking to Courtney about the vacation with Courtney and, and Scott and Sophia because they just returned. And Chris looks at her, and she's like, okay, just, like, explain to me the dynamic. I swear to God, I inhabited Chris Jenner's body. Mm. Like, I felt like she's like, I need to know the sleeping arrangements. I was like, right. you are asking the good questions. Right. Like, yes. I felt, like, so right. validated. I was, yeah. Like, usually they're asking something, and I I wish I was there to kind of just like intervene and be like, but can you also but one ask more. about this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was like, tell me the sleeping arrangement, tell the dinner. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. So Courtney goes on to say that um, Courtney had a three bedroom villa with her and the kids, and that Scott and Sophia had a one bedroom in a different building. And she was like, I had a great time. There was not one thing in Mexico that was bad. No and she's drama. like, yeah, she's like, there's no drama. She's like, she is so chill. Like, she doesn't cause any drama. She's not hard to be around talking about Sophia. And she's just like, listen, I know that we don't have to travel together and we probably won't take every trip together, but it wasn't awkward. And I was just sitting there in full-blown admiration. I know. Yeah, I just can't believe it. Um, like, I really applaud you. Because I don't know if I, was, don't know if I would be able to yeah, do that. I would at all. I don't know if I it was admiration or, like, or, or, or shock. Yeah, or, or I was like, like this, this is weird. can't be real. This can't be real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was kind of unbelievable. It really yeah. was. Let me ask you a question that may be shifting the narrative for one second, but I feel it's important for us to have a conversation about is there any potential for a Scott Sophia Courtney threesome? <gasps> I was just going to ask that. I was just thinking that. No. 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 I don't think so. I, I feel think like Courtney's so out I, on I that. I think I think Scott probably really wishes. Like, Dude, in his how many mind, times do you think Scott's asked about it? Probably. He's probably thought about it a lot. He's probably never asked like straight up, but he probably thinks about it often. Like, okay, what if we all just started having? There's sex a very now? different dynamic of having a threesome with like. Your oh, girlfriend and the, and the mother of your children. Like, it's not like some random, like, there's not just like a random third person you're pulling in to, yeah. like, l- you know, g- get a little crazy in the bedroom. Like, this is, no, Scott and Sophia will be bringing in the mother of his children, <laughs> no. who he has already slept with many, many times. That, that would be the craziest fucking thing ever. Oh, it would be insane. Craziest thing. And, you know, like, I'm the biggest fan of threesomes. I like supported hardcore. Yeah. However, there is no, I don't think, Julie, I swear, when you're like saying how much does Scott think about it, I don't think he thinks about it. I think if anything, he wants them as far apart in the bedroom as possible. Like if another really like right, hot girl came life. in, he's like, yeah, totally. But I think that would be one, a mind fuck to him. Church I think and be, state. I think also, like, yeah, also yeah. wait, also more than your average, like, okay, just to get like detailed for a second, more than your average threesome, imagine he's the guy, he has to like be thinking consciously of like how much he's going to pay attention to you. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a nightmare. You want to no, know what that no. is? That's yeah. a setup for fucking failure because he's going to walk out of that threesome. Out. Someone's going to be pissed. I just somebody gets left out no matter what somebody's at the edge of the bed crying yep yeah I just want to probably probably Scott that's what I'm saying probably Scott Sophia and Courtney go to another room they're like we actually don't need you we realized (laughs) that would be why just to clarify I don't think ever that that would happen but it felt like it needed to be thrown out it's it's a funny thing to think about let's be honest everyone when we saw that picture we're thinking of it everybody was he literally made the caption three's company yeah Yeah. like what a lucky guy literally Mm -hmm. every single guy in America was thinking that but you have have to assume though that Scott's making an absurd amount of jokes about it just based on his personality no I'm sure but I think that they all have like that level of respect for like it's kosher yeah of course totally and it was just so funny to see like even Chris's face she was like I don't believe you. <laughs> it seemed like she it was like, a little, uh, she was, did not, was not down. Chris was in a state of disbelief completely. Okay, so before we get into Kim and Chloe in the car where Kim is on the phone with Connie and there's a lot that goes on, we want to tell you guys about Open Fit. Getting fit and staying healthy always sounds easier said than done. <laughs> I can definitely attest to that. And Open Fit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. 
So what is OpenFit? Basically, it takes all of the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. The thing with OpenFit is that it has amazing trainers and classes. So the classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. There's Andrea Rogers. She's the founder of ExtendBar, which is a worldwide sensation. And I can speak from experience, an amazing program. Also Hunter McIntyre, who was named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. These trainers like know how to get you results and they know how to get you them quick. Also, it's access anywhere at any time. It takes away the excuse. You can view it on your computer, your web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku. So whether you're doing it at your house or you're traveling and you're kind of stressed about not having a gym, this is such an amazing solution. OpenFet can really change the way that you work out. And if you use our code COMMENTS, you can join us on our fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use our code COMMENTS and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text COMMENTS to 303030. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all of the workouts and nutrition information totally free. Again, just text COMMENTS to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. So Mother's Day is coming up, and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom, because... Realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her, but I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter, and it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen. And every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, now let's get back to the Kardashians. So the next scene is Kim, Chloe, and Courtney in the car. And this, I thought this was so interesting. This is when they're going over mm. the, the Christmas party guest list and Kim's in the backseat. She's on the phone with Kanye. And she's like, it is so inappropriate that the Christmas Eve party is as expensive as you're making it. She's like, it is one night. Yeah. And she says, and I quote, finances stress me out more than anything in life. So just know that. And she's like, we don't need an ice skating rink. We don't need a mountain. Like, she's like, we can't even put, like she's talking to him. She's like, we can't even put snow on the street because of the city. And I can imagine Kahani being like, fuck. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the There's no way. If, if if Kim had said, fine, put snow on the street, you can figure it out. He would have found a way to figure totally. it out. The entire when, neighborhood would have been covered. Oh, totally. And I love when she said, like she said something back to Kanye and was like, no, it's not all okay. Like, I can just imagine Kanye being like, it's going to be fine. Like, I got this under control. There's nothing But I, it's not because Kim's literally his money manager. Like, he's had money problems in the past, and I'm sure Kim has figured out his finances for him. Like, he can't be blowing millions of dollars on this Christmas party. No. There is no, no image in my head right now that's making me laugh harder than the thought of Kanye walking into, like, Calabasas Town Hall and being like, excuse me, I need a permit to get snow on the <laughs> yes. streets. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, no, that's so funny. We had a moment in, when we were watching watching this where it kind of like brought us back to reality because I think that we think of the Kardashians and living this crazy extravagant lifestyle, which they totally do. But this was like a very tangible example of like, 
almost like this quote separates the boys from the men. It separates like the Kim from Kylie in the sense of Kylie can spend $3 million on a party and have it be nothing. Whereas not that Kim physically can't afford it, but she has to think more about it. And I right. know that it, this is even a crazy comparison we're even having to do because any, any, like, even being able to spend 50 grand on is crazy. Insane, yeah. but, it, but it is kind of crazy. Like that was a moment where it's like, wait a second, she does have real financial things. And I think that what you said is so true yeah. that Con- it's not like Kanye came into this relationship with a perfect financial record. Mm-mm. They've been super transparent about his problems. And Kim, I think is like, listen, there is no way that now that we are married, my money is kind of your money. We were raising these kids together. You're not going to pull this shit with me. Right. Totally. Like, she's not. And she, at she this point, put her foot down. I yeah, loved it. I loved at this it. point, Kylie, like the, uh, the part you brought up, Kylie is getting bored of her parties. Like, she's thinking of how much money can I spend to just go over the top because she's run out of ideas with yeah. her parties. Kim, it's a little different now. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Kylie is doing like, I mean, the gas did it too, but yeah. it's like full art installations. Right. Exactly. Right. There's yeah. museums yeah. in the parties. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she literally made a gas station for Travis, yeah. but that's besides the point. Okay, so now they're at lunch together and this is when it's it's Chloe, um, Kim, and I think Courtney. And Chloe's saying that she thinks it's really fucked up of Kim that she invited Caitlyn. And she's like, it's not right to Chris. Like, our yeah. loyalty lies with our mom. Like, what are you What are you doing, basically? And, and Kim's like, listen, I, it was a mistake. And Chloe's like, you need to, like, uninvite her. And Kim's like, I can't do that, whatever. So they end up deciding to call Chris. And Kim's just giving her the heads up. She's like, listen, I'm going to uninvite Caitlin and Chris was like, please don't do that. I already told Kendall and Kylie. She's like, Kendall's already getting uh, getting Caitlin gifts. Like, this is their dad, and I would never do that to them. Just like I would never do that to you. Like, please don't. Which number one was so the classy and so the right thing to do in my opinion. And I also this was a circumstance where we always talk about how Chloe's like a ride or die bitch and how she has such loyalty. Yeah. I felt though like it was a little misguided because I get having that intense like loyalty for your mom, but what about your siblings? Like, how would Kendall and Kylie feel if all of a sudden their dad was just cut from it? I didn't think that was right. Yeah. Can I say kind of a controversial statement? Yeah. I feel like when we talk about Chloe, a lot of the times our, uh, like, her actions, the way it translates, like, it comes from a lot of her insecurities. And I feel like with the way she is with Chris, aside from how much she obviously loves her and, like, is so protective over her, I feel like sometimes she goes overboard with it out of an insecurity of the way it used to be with how— Children dynamic. Yeah, with the children dynamic and and how she was with Kim and, and the favoritism. And I feel like sometimes she just goes a little bit overboard and, like— like sucking up to her mom almost because she like has that insecurity and it's like this scenario was so not like that and like it wasn't like Kim invited her without getting Chris's okay first if that was the case and I could totally understand Chloe being like this is so inappropriate Kim, Chris said it was fine. She was like, yes, that's totally okay. Yeah, can I also add on to your point? What Please if, do. What if there's also an added, I don't know if it's. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you are, guys so are just way too nice. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me and Fran are just like cutting each other off yeah. every second. Like, <laughs> oh, can I add to your point? Yes, please do. Actually, if I started to ask you that, I'm going to start to ask in the next podcast. I'm going to be like, can I actually add to what you just said? <laughs> Fuck you, Fran. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we are. I guess we kind of do that in private. It's very too, polite. It's very yeah, nice. it is. We do it in private. It is yeah. very polite. It is very polite. <laughs> so funny. But please add on to this point. I feel like I should be having my pinky up right now while holding the mic during this podcast. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was just going to say that maybe I'm just throwing this out there. It could also be not only that like insecurity you mentioned about the favoritism, but also her the the fact that she's been so betrayed by the her partners and so the fact that Chris was so betrayed by Caitlin who was her yeah. former partner that it could also be re-triggering just right. just throwing it out I there. think no I think you're right and Chloe it probably just comes from a 
like a selfish point too. Chloe and Caitlin do not get along. So it's like Yeah. Like I'm just Chloe's probably like, I don't really want her at the Christmas party either. Yeah, so totally. blame it on Chris and say like it's Chris doesn't want her, but Chloe I don't feel like Chloe wanted her there. Yeah. Totally. The next two scenes we're not even gonna discuss. I'm just gonna walk you through what happened. So the first one is they're at Kim's house and this was when um, it was Scott, Courtney, and North in the kitchen, and they're like playing with a hamster. First of all, Julie writes, "Uncle motherfucking Scott." Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's he really, he's so hot as, as yeah. an uncle, like even mm-hmm. hotter than as a dad. Um, and Julie Black writes, tail. Yeah. I can't believe that's the hamster's name. Julie writes, "If Kim knew the hamster was on the breakfast table, pooped on it, she would lose her shit." I'm sure when she saw that, she was like, "Courtney, you would allow this? Like, did you take Clorox?" And Courtney's like, "I would never put Clorox in this house." Are you yeah, 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 you know what I mean. Um, anyway, they're all in North's room. Saint is so cute. Whatever. They're just like showing. I love when they show more of the house, like naturally. Yeah. The next scene is them. It's Chris and Kim going to Kim's KKW Beauty Pop-Up. It wasn't important or relevant, but we just wanted to touch on it. My favorite part was how they did. They were in the back seat and they did a split screen of her recording the, the Insta story and then the Insta story on the screen. Right. It was really cool. because I like when they do that. I love well. when it's, they do uh, yeah, that with I the like editing. when it's like the social media into this actual scene because it's cool to see it both Well, sides. because as a consumer, we all remember seeing totally. that story. So it's like, oh, that's what was going on. Right. Like, yeah. It's just something cool about it. The pop-up shop was insane. I loved the whole thing. Kim is amazing with her fans. I think out of anyone, she just kills it. I think. Yeah. Right. And she like showed everyone the Christmas card. She's, she's just so yeah. nice. Everybody. Wait, thank you for making that point. We didn't read it because I wanted to skip through that, but I have to, you're so right. Okay, for anybody who didn't watch it, they're all sitting in the pop-up shop and like there's this like massive thing of fans and, and they're asking about the Christmas card and Kim's like, yeah, we shot it. Here, I'll show you a quick glance. And she yeah. takes the phone out and she like pans the room yeah. and I'm like, ooh, on. I'm like, this and I, by the way if well, I was a fan a I'd be there like oh my god but this is our life this is our life that we're waiting for one second glimpse of the Kardashian right. card and everybody's losing their minds like, yeah. what is wrong I saw it I'm like this is power yeah, this yeah. Is, power. is power you're so right this is power um, okay we are almost through, guys. So in the next scenes that they're at the Christmas party, I feel like our whole lives have been waiting up to this moment. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It was beautiful. It was out of a movie. I mean, we see Kylie. Whoville. Yeah, it was literally who It was really who will. North on Kanye's shoulders was so cute. She fell asleep so up cute. there. Obviously, what everybody wants us to talk about, which we will, is Jordan being there. Yeah. Jordan's presence made me uncomfortable in the entire thing because Every it, would time. Just, it would pan to her and she would be like, where's the dance floor? And then weird music would play. It's like they subtly so on purpose. Eerie. It's, it's so, so on purpose. They would put like eerie music after she would speak because I don't know if it's just me or if, or if it's their editing, but a weird vibe comes across my body when she's on the screen. I so agree. And the point we were talking about before that I want to make here is that Tristan was blurred out like when they showed him in the last episode and what we all like concluded was that he just didn't sign a waiver to be in the show. It had to have been at the same time after Jordan right. Gate that Jordan signed the waiver to be in the show mm-hmm. because otherwise they would have had to blur her out. Right. I mean, so she wanted her face if, in there, yeah, which I mean, makes sense. Uh, she totally. Just, she still wants to follow her. She's got to do something now. I'm interested to see if when we get to the Jordan episode. Two weeks. How much of, Two weeks. How much oh, of Tristan... Shit. We'll see. Like, are, is this a continued thing? Like, is Tristan's face going to be blurred for the rest of the season? Because Chloe, like, tried to play dumb on Twitter and was like, oh, I have no idea why it's why it's blurred. Like, it, when she was live tweeting about the, about the show when he was first blurred. Also, what's so interesting here is, like, the time span. Because we're now at Christmas, right? Right. In two weeks, it's going to be the Jordan Gate episode. That's two weeks in between a period of four months that went over. And the way they're doing it on the show, and I'm not sure if this is what happened in life or if they're just making it seem like this, they're making it seem like things were a little rocky with Tristan, mm-hmm. but they were still together at the time. Whereas I really believe that they weren't together when this happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, it's, 
Yeah, I think they there was a very conscious effort editing to make it seem like Chloe was putting all of her effort or most of her effort into this relationship, trying to make it work, trying to keep it together, or at least like trying to keep the family unit together. Um, And then, you know, they tease Jordan. They show clips of her and Kylie with their best friend palette launch and everything. And like, you know, just the way everything's Mm -hmm. cut is very... It's all like leading everything. up to this one moment. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We are like, all, yeah. I mean, first of all, our entire lives are leading up to this yeah, moment. It's I not mean, just the show. No, completely. Um, at the at the Christmas party, a couple things. Number one, Paris Hilton's a fucking icon. Like, amazing. amazing. I love her. Every time I could see Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian and the Kardashians interact, I want to watch it. Same. I, it because amazing. I just can't believe how far they've come. Oh, only, I can't believe it. Only Paris Hilton could go from, like, bossing Kim Kardashian around to dissing Kim Kardashian and separating herself from it to having Kim explode and be so big and so amazing and for Paris just be like we're still best friends right <laughs> like and Kim like to be like totally fine with it and now they're back to being best friends like only because she's Paris Hilton that's right. it it's unbelievable I don't know we like look at Paris Hilton's comments a lot just because they're sometimes gems and and when she was posting a lot about Kim, people were commenting like, "Didn't you say like her ass looked like a uh, like cottage cheese and yeah. a traffic? All these things." And Kathy Hilton was the one that was coming to her defense and was like, "Kathy, they've moved on. Like they're yeah. fine now. Don't bring that up." Like it mm-hmm. was really funny. Yeah, and sometimes it's just so it's funny just, that it, they just got over it. It's some, you can just get over yeah. it sometimes. Yeah. I think you know when you're both super successful and you guys were best friends, you go through a period of time and you could just move past it. Who cares? You're both rich and famous and beautiful, so let's just move past. Exactly. I think it's all so interesting still to watch Sophia and Paris interact. Yeah. Because yeah. I would do, yeah. I mean, I would do the sickest shit for Paris and Nicole to get back to where they were. Mm-hmm. I would right. do anything. But Paris and Sophia are still so close. Yeah, I feel so like she kind of replaced her. Yeah. But I mean, they're Nicole, Nicole Richie and, and Sophia Richie are as different as people can be. Yeah. And Sophia's like so calm and like Nicole Nicole was the wild one on that show. Right. On The Simple Life, I forgot that it was like Paris was kind of more tame than her. Yeah. First of all, I totally agree. Like yeah. crazy. It was it was crazy. Also, Scott obviously was just like the MVP of the scene. He's he like says he's like, Yeah, having a schema in your backyard is always a plus. I'm a little surprised they didn't have a chairlift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was funny. Um, and the whole thing, he was just really funny. He looked so handsome in his suit. We don't, we don't yeah. you know, we see Scott now so much in talentless and 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 like these sweatshirts, yeah. and we never really see him back in his old like, like Lord days. And, yeah, yeah. and he was looking he very handsome. So and I have to say, I remember Sophia seeing her on that night in her Insta stories and seeing her again. She looked she looks gorgeous. She's absolutely stunning. She is. She is. Oh, my God. She's beautiful. To me, Mm -hmm. yeah. To me, she's like the top. I want her lips. Her lips are ones I bring into work. everything. It actually makes me mad. Her her body is actually Oh, her body body is uh, It makes me mad when people like accuse her of getting her lips done because it's so clear that she hasn't gotten her lips done. I mean, she's had the same lips since she was like two years yeah, old. If you, you look can at see baby pictures, pictures of her. And people will yeah. come after and be like, oh, you're you're turning into the Kardashians. You've been with them so much, but it's just natural to her. First of all, and even if it wasn't, like I Who dare cares? you to show me one yeah. 21-year-old in LA that didn't get their lips injected. Mm-hmm. Like leave her alone. She, oh, she's naturally stunning. I feel like I almost wish she did get her lips done. It's like so unfair that she was born with those. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so <laughs> unfair. They're yeah. perfect. Yeah. The it's last true. thing about that scene was that Kim was saying that she was so drunk and as we know, Kim never drinks. So like <laughs> yeah, Kim yeah. unhinged is just an amazing, amazing thing. That. I would love to see Kim Kardashian drunk. Same. Um, last scene of the episode was they were at Christmas Day. They're all sitting at dinner in matching pajamas. Um, it wasn't, Kanye wasn't there. We think, we think that he had to go to Chicago for work, but we're not sure. And they're asking like your peak in your pit and North is saying that the peak of her Christmas lo- was losing her tooth. <laughs> Julie writes, <laughs> I wonder how much they get from the tooth fairy fucking oh, save. Oh man. 
we saw at the end when they're trying to take a picture and, and Penelope's like not cooperating. Yeah. And Chris is like, I'll give you a hundred dollars cash. What? In what world? I know. In what world? So, they probably do get a hundred bucks for losing a tooth. Oh, totally. Maybe good bribes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Such good bribes. Like they can bribe their kids so to well. To do anything. I'll give yeah. you a hundred bucks to go take out the trash. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. My parents never once gave me any money for my tooth. And then it, like after I lost my last one, my mom gave me like a check for $200. I'm like this is for all of them. We totally forgot. <laughs> I know somebody, I know somebody I who, yeah. um, when their kids lost their tooth, they would take money out of their own piggy bank and put it under their pillow. Oh. And the kids would think that they were getting money, but they actually That's weren't. Funny. That's, That's fucked up. <laughs> That's that, sad. That is so sad. That makes me a little sad. No, no, it's it's definitely Damn. fucked up. Um, the other things that we just want to note there was that Rob wasn't on camera. He could have totally been there, and we just he just didn't want to be on camera. I honestly have no idea because Dream yeah, Dream yeah, was yeah, there. Dream was, yeah. Um, and Chris is just like acknowledging the party, and she's like, Kim and Kanye did a great job with the party. Well, I think it was mostly Kanye, which, as we know, it right. kind of was. I mean, it was it's a, it was a collaborative effort because mm-hmm. Kim had to keep him in check. Um, that was that was honestly it. We saw it was such a like the word the word that I would use to describe the scene was like wholesome. It, like, was. it was such a wholesome ending. Kim spelling words so that her kids don't pick up on that. Like and Penelope being like the little smart that, right? cousin. Yeah. yeah, every parent has that, and every kid has a cousin who's like that means this. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it was like every scene from Christmas just like at everybody's house. This is what happens. Also, you have the yeah. little kids fighting, the parents trying to talk, not in front of the little kids. It it made them. Look human. Very totally. awesome. And why does Scott look so hot in flannel pajamas? He, he looks, looks so hot, hot all everything. the time. I mean, Truly but everything. those pajamas, there was, oh my God, I don't even know. It was he like, looks hot. especially hot right all now. All the time. Just yeah. start adding that to his talent list. Yeah. Mm, flannel flannel pajamas. Flannel pajamas. He gave me like Justin Thoreau in gray sweatpants vibes for some reason. Yeah. I know it's kind of different. I don't know. Yeah. There's just something. Yeah, Scott is just, Scott's just the winner. Um, anyway, everything is super sexy. I mean. Is there anything else in this episode that you guys feel strongly about that you would like to mention? Mm. No, I mean, I'm just waiting for the Jordan stuff to come out. Yeah. That's what I'm focusing on through that throughout this until this whole season. Honestly, highlight for me has been Kanye. Yeah, we've been getting yeah. a lot of Kanye, and of course, Scott is the funniest. Absolutely. I was hoping maybe we would get another Mason confessional just about like because they talked about him dancing at the party, right? Which was that video of him dancing, I which think is we're like get my another favorite from video. Him. And I, I just wanted. I wanted to hear his own words about him him dancing. But, you know, I'm sure we'll get more at He's like, he seems so grown up now. It's like. He's such a person. And he's yeah. so nice. He turned to, I forgot which, so which kid. He turned to her. He was like, you're the cutest baby ever. I know. Yeah, she's like, so that's sweet. so sweet. Cousins <laughs> being nice to their cousins. He's going to be so protective over them, especially yeah, as he gets yeah. older. Especially the girls, too. It's kind of crazy that he's like a boy. Yeah. You know, like he's the oldest. kind of crazy he was the first one. Yeah, like he, the next generation is kind of like going through mm-hmm. him. Well, Mason is going to be the future patriarch of that family. It's a exactly. kind of a crazy thing to think yeah. about. That is crazy. I know. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us and for being as invested and excited and everything. As thank always. Thank you guys for it. having us. Right. And don't worry to everybody that like wanted us to freak out about Kim posting us on our story. We talk about yeah. it in, to- in tomorrow's <laughs> show. Don't worry. Like, I freaked we, out. We have, yeah. the, we have the full freak out that, so don't worry. So again, we are joined with Rhea and Fran. They're hosts of Barstool's Chicks in the Office and their new daily Snapchat show, The Group Chat, Chicks in the Office on SiriusXM at 3 to 4 p.m. And The Group Chat on Snapchat daily at 5.30 p.m. You can follow them at Chicks in the Office. We love you guys. Thank, Thank you for being here. We love you guys. This was so much fun. We'll see you guys tomorrow. 